Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. everyone and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah, one of the founders of Amazing If and I'm here with Helen, my co-founder. Hello everyone. And this podcast is designed to help you develop the skills that you need to be successful in a squiggly career. I think sometimes we assume everyone knows what we mean when yeah. we say squiggly career. You know, that squiggly career thing um, that we're all just having all the time. Which I think people do intuitively when you say squiggly, people kind of get that that means that careers are becoming... I guess ever they're changing more frequently. We're all changing roles more frequently. There is just so much change, I think, happening for us and to us that that idea of a career ladder that perhaps some of us thought we would be climbing is rapidly disappearing. <laughs> um, and what we really want to help people do is really think about your career, you know, how you're spending your time in your career, what are the things you want to do and how you can get there and make it as practical and action-focused as possible so that you hopefully listen to these podcasts and can go away and do things, do more things, do things differently tomorrow, next week, next month. So that's what we really hope we're kind of achieving with the podcast and we love to hear from you. So if you're following us on Instagram, you know, if you're on LinkedIn with us, please do let us know what you think of the podcast, what you're finding most useful, um, what you'd love us to improve. There's actually a really good way of doing feedback on things, which I'm not sure we've talked about before on the podcast. And this is just a really extra kind of helpful hint and tip for today. If you are doing feedback on things, it's really good to use something called WWWEBI, which is what went well, even better if. So we would love to know <laughs> for like our podcast. Coaching people have to give us feedback. Yeah, yeah. In the in the format we've just given you, <laughs> what's going well about this podcast for you? What's most useful? What's the bits you always remember? And if you could think of one thing where it would be even better if we did something, please let us know what that that is, whether it's uh, the length of the podcast, whether it's the content, whether it's the style, just one thing that would make it even better for you. We would love to know what you think. So today... On to today's topic. So today is a bit of a back to school theme. So <laughs> it's September. Hopefully most people have managed to have a break over the summer. Uh, Helen and I are actually going on holiday in the first week of September. Yeah. We're waiting for everyone else to come back from holiday so that we can go. So we're hoping that people are listening to us probably just as we're coming back from holiday. Yeah. So we thought this is often a bit of a reset moment for people in terms of your sort of three quarters of the way through the year, your January New Year's resolutions are a distant memory. And often in January, we make all these resolutions about work, what we want to do differently. And it's often about now where you think, oh, no, I've maybe not spent the time doing these things that I was hoping for. 
So today we're going to take you through five ideas of things you can do to sort of recharge, reset, kickstart, spending a bit more time on your career and your career development. So I'm going to go through each one at a time, give you some practical ideas, loads of resources and links today, and also share a bit of our experiences of kind of how we've done each of these things. So are we ready? Yes, you ready, we're ready. I feel ready. like we're doing like, um, Top of the Pops for people who are old <laughs> enough. You know, like the countdown where it's like, do, 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 in at number one. <laughs> Can you continue that for the rest of the podcast? Yeah, but I can't no. quite remember the whole tune. No. But in at number one is fine. That sounds a bit like Bullseye, though. Also an old reference. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so in at, in at number one, which now sounds really boring based on that. Set your objectives. <laughs> um, but that is our first tip in terms of it's September, you're three quarters of the year. However you do this within your organisation, just spend the time thinking about what have you achieved so far? What are your objectives until the end of the year? Have you been really clear about those objectives? And actually, have you had a really good conversation with your manager about those to make sure they're not just things that you think you should be spending your time doing, they're also things that are the right things for the organisation, the right things for your team? And I think it's really easy with objectives as well. You set them at the beginning of the year, whatever, you know, some people's beginning of the year, Microsoft, for example, it's July, some people's January, but you set them at the beginning of the year because it's kind of the process that you have to follow in your company. And then you're like, brilliant, that's done until the end of the year. But actually, I love objective setting. And I think we've had conversations. <laughs> oh, Sarah's just laughing at me. But you have said in your new role that actually, like how important objectives yeah. are becoming. And I just think it's a really useful thing for you to just have a look at. Actually, over the next three months, like don't make it like this thing you have to do in your in your job because your manager says actually take ownership for it and spend some time setting your objectives even if you don't have this process in your company just sit down for yourself and say for the next three months what is it that I really really want to achieve and there are a couple of frameworks um, that are useful so I can talk about um, in Microsoft when we do we have a really good process called connects and which is where we kind of look at our objectives and do a bit of reflection so I guess the framework that we use is we do looking back so what have I achieved in the period since I last looked at my objectives so you do a kind of bit of looking back what would I do differently so that's just a bit of an opportunity to look at any kind of reflection then we have going forward so what are the three four five things I'm really going to focus on over the period and for you guys listening we're talking about doing this between now and the end of the year and then any development things that you really want to focus on in that time frame so that's one particular way that we do it at Microsoft I found it really useful for conversation as well so good to do independently but then it you have a really nice conversation with someone about that again that could be a manager or do this with a peer like have a good conversation about your objectives there's another model that google use which a lot of people talk about the okr model um, and that's the objectives and key results model so it has less of the conversational elements that i just talked about in terms of how microsoft do it and it more just focuses gets really specific around what is my objective over the next three months? What is the key result that will come out of that? Um, and there are lots of templates and models for that. So when we post this up on the website on amazingif.com under this podcast post, I'll put some links to some of the templates that you can use, for example, for OKRs that might be useful. But that's just a couple of ways that you can um, look at objective setting. Have you got any others, Sarah, that you've used before in any companies? Or? Um, I'm it's, it's old school, but I'm a really big advocate of SMART. Okay, yeah. Um, in terms of, so SMART is specific, measurable, action focused realistic and timely and it's just um it's not a template in the way that an okr is but it's an approach to when you are setting objectives just make sure you're not being kind of too woolly i actually think objective setting really setting brilliant objectives is is hard Mm. and my experience which might be useful to share of setting objectives in my new role was that i kind of wrote them the first time 
And then actually I've subsequently, I almost keep them open permanently and I've gone in and refined them and made them better, made them more specific, more meaningful because otherwise they can be quite generic statements and it really encourages you to, I think, a bit more about the results, about the specific impact, which is why OKRs are often quite useful. They use a lot in startups. I think kind of technology and startups particularly like OKRs because they're very much about, you know, like agile working, yeah. sprints, you know, delivering stuff in quite short periods of time. And I think the people I know who use OKRs say they're really good at focusing teams to make sure everyone's pulling in the same direction Mm -hmm. so I think definitely look at those and you know some organizations I think we've both worked in very big organizations that have often like processes for these some organizations don't have processes for setting objectives or that might not be kind of the terminology that you use but there is nothing stopping you talking in whichever way feels kind of right for you and your organization to your manager just about your priorities Mm -hmm. so what are your priorities between now and the end of the year how are you going to do that what will success look like? Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do it in a really informal way. This doesn't need to be a template and a process, but just I think knowing what you want to achieve now in the next sort of three and a bit months can make a really big difference. So that's number one. Set your objectives to the end of the year. I want to hear you do it. On to number two. On to number two. <laughs> On to, and in, I think it's like in and at in number it two. That's what I want to say. Like in at number two. Um, last week we talked a lot about spending time, how many hours we should all work. And one of the things I think, when you are resetting and taking that moment to reflect is just to think about what's the one thing that you want to do differently in terms of your time. Often, I think when we uh, go on holiday, have a break, you really reflect on, you know, what you're doing at work, what's right, what's not working, what you want to do more of. And a bit like New Year's resolutions, you know it all, but then you don't really end up doing anything different because habits are really hard to break. You know, it's funny, isn't it? You have the first day back from holiday and you feel really like, Oh, everything's going to be different I'm so zen this is all going to be different oh. and usually by day two you're like oh and it's all the same again I was listening to this really interesting podcast this morning about the psychological power of a vacation and it said that I it was American no it's an English podcast vacation American? no maybe it's an American podcast you're right it was an American <laughs> podcast um, but the, the research that had been done actually I thought about you because it said that it's not the length the length of the vacation doesn't make a difference to how like you know refreshed you feel basically yeah. and they're saying it's actually a lot better to have shorter frequent well, that's what vac- I, I know that's what I thought about you but they said about the um I don't know the, the rosiness of the vacation like the benefit of the vacation I think it's, it wears off within two weeks it's gone <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. what I say it's better to have more frequent vacations so yeah it, it, if you're if you're back from your holiday today in two weeks time you might not be feeling so perky but <laughs> so I think the the point we want to make here is between September and Christmas think about one thing you want to do differently with your time and I actually did this a couple of weeks ago uh, and I talked about it on the podcast around um, playing netball again and I've been really like specific with how many netball games I'm going to play between now and Christmas to make sure that I really prioritize it I don't let other things get in the way and I don't say you know don't say yes to things which then mean I couldn't play so I've sort of made just a real commitment to myself and I've sort of shared it with lots of people so everyone kind of knows it's really important to me. And that's it. That's just like the one thing I'm going to do differently. But already after uh, two games, so I played my second game last night, a a winning game, in case people are keeping (laughs) keeping track on Instagram, um, because the first game I played back, we lost and I was like, oh no. Um, So it feels nice to have a, a win under the belt. It just, I've had quite a frantic week. There's been a lot of stuff happening and it would have been really easy to not play netball last night because we got more than enough players. I could have just gone home and done even more work. And today I've got so much more energy. 
and a few bruises, it has to be said, <laughs> having fell over as a result of just spending like an hour doing some exercise and doing something a bit different with some different people. So it's already having a really positive impact on my mental well-being as well as I'm probably a tiny bit fitter than I was two weeks ago. And for me, another action that you can take in terms of thinking about how you spend your time and do you want to do it differently is to do a bit of a time audit. Um, we have done a blog on this. It's a while ago since I wrote it, but it's I'll, um, I'll, again, I'll link to it under the podcast on amazingif.com. But the way that you do a time audit is you look at kind of how much time you've got in your week. It's useful to break it down by hours or so how many hours a day you're awake and even into half hours if you want to really get into the analytics of it. And you look at how you're spending though that time. So categorise it. So for example, I might my categories might be sleeping eating in meetings commuting learning relaxing they might be the categories for my time and look at how much out how many hours in a week you're spending against those categories now there isn't actually a right or wrong answer but it's what you're happy with so for example if I think actually do you know what I want to spend some of my working week learning or I want to spend a portion 10% of my working week I want to spend relaxing it's not until I do that audit that I can actually see is how I'm spending my time actually how I'm spending my time reflective of how I want to spend my time and it's just a very useful exercise to do I would look up at the last two weeks maybe even the last four weeks and just see what trends have you got I mean if you're spending I don't know if you're spending 60% of your time in meetings for example is that actually what what you want or do you maybe need to make some adjustments over the next couple of months so you could trial a slightly different way of working and create yourself some more time to do the other categories of things that are important to you so yeah I'll, I'll post to the blog where we talk about it a little bit more there's also another blog if I can find it an article where someone visualizes it in a really really nice way and it's just if you're a visual thinker that also helps as well for just thinking about your time I've done it in a spreadsheet before so hello I'm going to put you on the spot on. Uh, what's the one thing you're going to do differently between September and Christmas? I'd like to read a little bit more. I feel like I've really dropped that. And for me, reading is, I don't know, it's just an important way of learning. I'm doing um, some coaching qualification stuff at the moment and there's reading I want to do around that that I've not done as well. I've got a brilliant book sat on my desk called The Future of Work that I really want to get into. So I am going to commit more time to reading. I very specifically would like to do like half an hour a day in the morning in the week so I get up early in the morning that's so much to Sarah's mockery most mm-hmm. of the time uh, and a lot of the time I kind of I don't know I go through my email I look at my day I do do journaling so I do do some stuff that I find quite productive but I do think oh actually do you know what I could use half an hour of that to read and then in a week that's completely created me some time that I sort of already have but I'm just not using for that purpose and I think it would just make me feel Like I've got a few more ideas, a few more insights. It'd be good for Instagram stories. I just feel like that was a good start to my day. So that's specifically what I'm going to do, Sarah. So maybe you can give us a pricey of that book. Gosh, she's put me on the spot. In a few weeks okay. on the podcast. Okay, The Future of Work like Review. interesting to all of our listeners. Okay, I'll do that in the intro in a couple of weeks. The Future of Work book review. Yeah, <laughs> by, by the end of September. There you go. Done, thanks Specific. <laughs> Going back to my first point. Ever Everything smart. links, you see. In at number three, our next piece of advice is spend some time between September and Christmas regularly investing in yourself and your learning and development and think about practically what's the best way to do that. And I think sometimes when you're thinking about, you know, what you need to learn, it is something that becomes bottom of your to-do list. You, you know it's important and you really want to do it. It's just hard to, to find the time. And a few things I'd encourage you to do as you're starting to think about investing in your learning. 
work out how you learn the best like what learning gets you most motivated so Helen just talked about oh you know she really values and loves learning through reading some people really like to watch videos some people really like learning with other people Mm. so don't make life hard for yourself if you like learning with other people and you like being in that kind of sociable environment try and work out if there's courses even if they're online courses but that you can do that are part of a community because sometimes being part of something is um, a really compelling way to learn that works really well for some people other people less so they like to work in lots of different ways the one thing I always ask myself and often ask people kind of in interviews is what sort of the last random act of curiosity that Mm. you did and that random act of curiosity could be um, just watching a TED talk about a topic you don't know anything about. It could be just meeting someone from a completely different industry or sphere that you just are unfamiliar with. It might be going to an event that you just think sounds fascinating, but um, it's actually quite far away from maybe the world that you work in. And I've I've done this quite regularly over the last couple of years and have just I'm continually surprised how often these very random acts of curiosity also end up being really useful and seeping into your day job. So a couple of examples of ones that I've done that are, there's probably three that are really useful. Uh, one, I went to something called Lost Lectures, which has actually just come back again, which is sort of like a curated curiosity event, um, a bit like TED, where they have a theme and there's lots of different speakers, musicians um, and artists there. So that that's always like brilliant. like a circus. It is a, bit like, it is a <laughs> bit like a circus. It's kind of that, actually, that kind of vibe. The second is I subscribe to a magazine service called Stack, where they send you a different magazine every month. And sometimes I do find it hard to find time to read those magazines. And then actually I break myself because I have quite a long train journey every day. (laughs) There is actually no excuse for me not reading those magazines. Mm -hmm. And the one this month is about dogs. Um, (laughs) I don't have a dog. Though my son's first word was dog. Dog. That's like the one thing you can say. Um, Maybe he could have uh, types of dogs that exactly. he's the dashing or the... But do you know what? I um, took the time this week to actually read it and it's got beautiful photography in. Um, it's got a really good article about the Isle of Dogs, which is later by Anderson film, which I loved. And he's one of my kind of favourite directors. <laughs> so that was really interesting. So that, that was a really good thing. And then the third thing that um, I always find kind of really useful is asking someone to recommend someone who they think you should meet, if that makes sense. So someone who you feel is quite maybe really well networked or someone who you just find interesting, say to them, you know, I'm I'm just really interested in learning about this or that. Is there anyone that you could introduce me to who you think would be really brilliant in that area? And that could start to be quite specific in terms of something you want to develop. So it might be, you just think you'd like to learn more about, you know, women in leadership or you think you'd like to learn more about gravitas and what that means within the workplace. Asking someone, like, where would you start with that topic? Basically asking someone for a bit of help can be really useful in terms of just starting you down a kind of new path of curiosity. Um, And my two tips are, the first one is to put this in your diary and don't just put oh, on a Friday, the end, last Friday of a month, I'm going to spend half an hour investing in myself. Do that, but also be very specific about the thing you're going to do. And if, it, you, if you can, book it or register for that course or tell somebody about it. So kind of go one step forward in sort of plotting the time in your diary but allocating what you're going to do specficly about it and um, get yourself excited about it I think then that makes you more yeah, likely it be super to do fun. it should be re- it should be really fun and it's so easy just to put I have I've done it before in my career where I've just gone oh once a month on a Friday afternoon I'm going to do this I'm going to put some development time in and it's so easy to just overwrite that but it's much better if you've booked the thing and you've told people about it it just seems to stick in your diary more and my second point is around um the, on, on investing in yourself Sarah's talked very much about 
going and doing something, going and learning something, going and meeting somebody, which is all brilliant. But also investing in yourself could also be very specifically going to do nothing. Maybe it's about just doing some like meditation or some reflection. Or for me, I've got on October the 5th, I'm taking a whole day of doing nothing. I'm going to somewhere where I am going to relax, reflect. It doesn't even have a phone signal, so I can't I, take I, any The calls. idea of you going somewhere without a phone signal <laughs> really makes me smile. I cannot I wait know. for you to have to have a day without your phone. <laughs> Do I think it it may have wi-fi i don't know but i'm actually going to leave my phone i'm not i'm for it's, it's like 10 till 4 and i'm just going to leave this my be phone. the first day this year that you wouldn't have had your phone with you from that for that period of time yeah, do you know what? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't. Um, I never don't have my phone. It'd be. It'll be. It'll be weird. Um. Like again, that could be another thing you could check on me. You can check up on me. Have I read the future of work? And did I uh, not <laughs> have not a day have my phone? phone? Like ten till. When I say a day, ten till four, six hours. It's quite a stretch for me. But just, I think, just investing in yourself sounds so like add another thing which you know add another thing to if you're already doing things um which can be really positive but don't forget as well it maybe might be about taking something away that is consuming time energy or just giving yourself a bit of space to reflect brilliant so uh let's move on to the next one so in at number four spend some time making sure you've got a network that is really supporting you with your career and your development so often I think we all fall into a trap where we might build brilliant relationships with the people we work with, some people within our industries, but those networks can sometimes be quite similar to ourselves. There's a real tendency you know, for us to want to and, and enjoy spending time with people who are a bit like us mm. and a bit you know, related to the previous point about curiosity. You want a diverse network of different styles and types of people who can help you with your learning, uh, your development, whether that's very specific to the kind of technical discipline you're in, whether that's just more broadly helping you with exploring options for your kind of career in the future. And I think just pausing for a moment and thinking about, you know, how diverse is my network? If I was, if you know, if you were to just ask yourself that question and what gaps have you currently got and how could you just start to address some of those gaps between now and Christmas because you'll already have some brilliant relationships so just be careful that you're not over investing in those and that you are also spending a bit of time on kind of new new people and exploring new areas and on that I think there's a useful I don't know if it's a framework but it's basically three words that I find quite useful for a prompt though uh, I was think a little bit cringy when I say it um so it's seed feed and weed um and the seed element of this is to think about new relationships you might want to start so right at the beginning in at one we talked about objectives and your key results perhaps there's a new relationship that you could build that might help you in achieving those so that would be a kind of a relationship you might want to seed could you reach out to them always always give first as well so could you uh give them your time could you um help them with some knowledge that you've got could you share an article you think is interesting but just think about how you seed that new relationship the second is to feed so this is an existing person in your network that you might want to sort of just invest in in that relationship a little bit more could you go out for a coffee with them could you understand what challenges that they're having at the moment it's always a really good way of thinking about how you can help somebody what problems that they're trying to solve and and have you got skills or knowledge or contacts that can help them Um, and the third one which is really the cringy one is to weed Um, and that always sounds really harsh and that's not about saying to somebody you were in my network but I no longer want you in there Um, (laughs) if someone comes up and says that like yeah no thanks that'd be really harsh Uh, you'd never ever want that person in your network ever Um, but the the weed thing is just to reflect on where you're spending your time it's a bit that Sarah just touched on it might be that somebody you're spending quite a lot of time with somebody in your network at the moment and actually what you need to do to seed and feed a new relationship is to, to spend 
spend a bit less time on there. So it might be, for example, maybe I have been mentoring somebody every month for the past three or four months. I might need to tell them that I just need to take a little pause because I need to invest in some, I might not say new relationships, but I need to invest in some new activity for the next couple of months. But just have a look at who you're spending the most time with. And it's very likely that in order to spend some time with new people, you are going to have to spend less time with somebody else and just be really conscious about who that person is and why that is and it doesn't mean you're kicking them out for good it just means you're thinking about where's the most impactful place I can spend my time with people in my network over the next three months in support of my objectives and I think I know that for some people you'll be listening to this and if you're anything like me uh, maybe like a touch more kind of introverted networking is not something you ever really want to spend your time on you know you want to be ideally by yourself (laughs) which is pretty (laughs) at home with a cup of tea yeah that is that is always pretty much my ideal scenario and so you know it's important, but you don't really want to do it. And maybe you're not kind of even even quite sure where to start. My suggestion is don't forget you don't have to do this by yourself. And so, you know, you can do this. You might have someone at work who also wants to spend a bit of time investing in their network. So maybe it might be something that you do together. Or it might be, um, you know, think about the environments where you feel most comfortable building relationships. Is it one-to-one? Is it big groups? Um, you know, is it certain styles of events? So... Don't feel like this has to mean you have to do something that you, you know, really are not going to enjoy or doesn't feel kind of right for you. Always start with the areas where you feel most comfortable, most confident. And if it does feel a little bit scary, I always say it's, you know, you don't need to apologise for doing this with someone else or with a, with a group of people. That's That's absolutely fine. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So last but not least, and this is maybe the toughest one, but kind of in at number five, take the time to really invest in the things that you never do, that you know you should for your career, but that you never take the time to do. And just do try and do one of these between September and December. So we've come up with some of the things that we think are always on everyone's list, but you never really get around to doing. So my top ones were updating your CV before you need to. Like, when do you ever update your CV when you're not actually going for a job? And don't do that because you think you're going to go for a job. Just do it because actually just it helps you to focus on what you have achieved, kind of what's been important to you so that you can reflect on your successes a little bit more. It helps in development conversations as well because it's just top of mind. Yeah, well, I think probably linked to the CV one is 
your LinkedIn profile. It's probably, if anything, the one I hear more often now because LinkedIn is becoming even more popular. So people are always like, oh, yeah, I know I need to update my CV as I go, not just when I'm going for a job. And, and the same with LinkedIn because you definitely see some profiles that are updated just as they're clearly about to look <laughs> for a new job. Um, and just LinkedIn profile, even if it's small stuff like, have you got a half-decent picture on there? Yeah. Have you written a good summary? Have you made sure that your experience is up to date and, you know, your previous, any career, like, qualifications or those kind of things? Even if you're just going, I just want to get it so that it's basically correct. Mm. Um, I think that's a really good step forward. You know, you don't need to invest loads of time in a LinkedIn profile. Yeah, and I think do a bit of stalking as well. Have a look at some people's LinkedIn profiles that you think are really good and just, do you know what, just build on that kind of thing. Look at their approach and then and, and think about your your phraseology and your wording that brings it to life for you. Um a uh, third one then is to record your successes. So in the same kind of vein as updating your CV, have a think, maybe every month, just think about three things that you're really, you feel really proud of that you've achieved that month. Um, that is really useful for development conversations because it's top of mind, but it also gets you into um, a habit of thinking about what you've done that's good and back to that kind of busy thing. When we're really busy sometimes, we miss that. We're always moving on to the next thing and recording your successes is actually a really good thing for your confidence as well. So that is a great habit to build and it is literally just a case of um, maybe every week or every month depending on how much time you want to put to this just writing down three things that you're really proud of that you've achieved or feel like you've been successful in that month and another one that I think everyone knows they should do but it's sometimes harder to do particularly if you've not got a structure in place that forces you to do it yeah is asking for feedback so the amount of development conversations I have with people one of the questions I will always ask is oh, you know, have you got some feedback about mm-hmm. that? When was the last time you asked for some feedback? And you can tell that people go, oh, it's sort of, I know that that would be useful, but, you know, sometimes people are not really good at giving feedback. Yeah. Um, so people have not necessarily always had good experiences with that. Or you're just not quite sure how to ask. And actually, you know, we use the example at the start of the podcast, what went well, even better if, is a really useful way of asking for very quick feedback. I sometimes think that people get kind of concerned that feedback needs to be this, it's a really big deal, it's got to be really lengthy. I think some of the best feedback I've ever had has often been really in the moment, very specific, short and concise, almost like, you know, just after a meeting or just after a presentation. Somebody really recently said to me, um, we'd done a big presentation uh, and it was, I think the email was less than a line long. It was really mm. like half a sentence and it was just like, Sarah, that was great. I thought you were really compelling. And it was just a tiny bit more than just going, that was great. Yeah. It was kind of going, this is sort of what I thought was great about that. And it was, it was very small. I mean, A, it was a useful kind of motivating sentiment, but it was also, a, it Specific. gave me some insight yeah. into what, what was good about that. And I think another one, um, so Sarah talked about what went well, even better if, um, when have you seen me at my best? That's mm. a great one for some strengths-based feedback. And also um, another one is, um, what's your perspective on how I did? And you can add whatever you want on, in that meeting, presentation. But perspective is a nice, it basically means feedback, but feedback has so many connotations for people. Yeah. Um, but so perspective is just asking for their opinion on it, which is useful to you. So I think a lot of people are a bit... Um, I don't know, I feel like they're a bit framed by the the company process of the annual 360 and that being the feedback thing. And this is just about changing your perspective on what feedback is. Um, I'm just asking for it regularly, just kind of little little bits of feedback that can help you to get a bit more self-aware. And sometimes even teeing people up when you know those moments are coming. Yeah, definitely. So if you're working on something, I remember um, once asking my boss at Sainsbury's for feedback about a presentation I was about to do, that she was going to be in the audience I already knew the content was right, so I knew what I was going to say was right, but I was interested in my style of mm. presenting. And I just sort of said to her, 
you know, I'm, I present quite a lot, you know, I present quite a lot with Amazing If when we're doing kind of training. I really want to make sure that I'm compelling and what I say makes sense. Can you just give me anything specific where you feel I could be even better at presenting? Yeah. So I started from the perspective of being quite self-aware, knowing that it was something I was already quite good at and wanting to get even better. And then she could just give me straight away as I walked out the door, two or three things that just meant I could just improve my presentation style with tiny tweaks that I would never have known unless I'd done that really cringy thing that's actually useful where you film yourself and then work it out for yourself yeah um so don't you know we're not suggesting um with this you try and do all of those things but I am there'll be something about you and your career that's probably a relatively simple thing to do but you put off because you just think oh I can't be bothered I've not got the time I know I should but I don't really want to try and pick one of those things and just think Imagine how good you'll feel by Christmas when you're listening to our podcast in December <laughs> and we've all got that kind of nice Christmassy vibe. Maybe we should do the annual review podcast. Or yeah, we should, we should make sure that we come back to this uh, at the end of December. How good you'll feel if you're one of the people listening and you've done that one, you've got that one annoying thing off your list because once it's done with a lot of these things, it then becomes a habit or it just becomes a bit easier. So hopefully they hopefully that's helped. You can kind of just kickstart with a few actionable things for the kind of towards the end of the year. Um, says, we've still got quite a few months to go, but hopefully that could, <laughs> that could help you. Um, so next week we are, we're excited. We're going to be doing a podcast all about growth mindset, which is, we are excited. you know, we talk about it all the time and we're like, have we ever actually done a podcast on growth mindset? So we're not just going to talk about what it is because it's very easy. We could spend lots of time talking about how brilliant it is and how important it is, but we're actually going to get really actionable. So, so we're going to be looking at kind of fixed mindset and growth mindset and where activities that you can do that can make you a bit more what we call spongy. So kind of just a bit more open in terms of how you're thinking and also thinking about situations that might make you a bit more fixed. So if you want to hear a bit about growth mindset and how you can um, use it at work and make it an actionable thing and not just a business buzzword, then next week's podcast um, might be the one for you. And in terms of this week, thank you very much for, for listening. Hope you found it helpful. As ever, we love to get your feedback so you can send that to us at get in touch at amazing if you've got any suggestions or if you just want to chat to us we are there on social media we are at amazing underscore if on twitter or if instagram is your thing you can find us there at amazing if we do a daily careers tip as well on instagram stories um which is um, something that i do every day and um, we've got a lovely. It's like you get a new little dig. That's, a little, that's a little dig at Sarah that I will get. No, it's not at all. Uh, you but said it's just weird, if you're wondering like, why, why it's not both of us, it's just it's very hard to coordinate Sarah and I to do everything together. Um, so that's why uh, Sarah will do it shortly, soon, I'm sure. Uh, I'll get, she'll have her. That's actually probably in my list of things that I know I should do, but go. I'm putting off. That's very true. Add, that that add probably that. is my one. Okay, before. Okay, by the end of December, Sarah's got to have done an Instagram yeah. story. I'm okay. given a month to sort that out. Um, but yeah, you, there's a lovely little community on there, and you can um, almost have a little conversation with so that's a nice place to be and as ever we would love it if you um if this is a podcast you're enjoying and you find it valuable please do leave us a review because it helps us to share this with more people and that's very much part of our mission is to to reach as many people as possible to help them with the skills to succeed in their squiggly career so i think that is it for this week we'll leave it there and we'll be back next week with growth mindset thanks very much for listening everyone bye for now Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 